how does God communicate with us today? Should we expect him to show up materially before us or immaterially, maybe in a dream? Do we hear God's voice audibly even today? Or should we be expecting something more sure, more firm, more accessible? Well, this is Considerate, where we're considering questions about life, theology, and the church. This is a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in Braunfels, Texas. Do you have questions that regard life, theology, and the church? If so, text the word redemption and your question to 474747 and we'll consider those questions. To learn more about our church and everything we're doing here, visit us at redemption.bible. I'm Aaron Orozco. And I'm Blair Cushman. Let's consider it. Hey guys, thanks for joining us today on Consider It. As always, let's start with the question up top. Uh, this week, we actually don't have a submitted question, but it's a question that, that Blair and I get asked often. It's something that I think we've we've all kind of encountered and, and maybe we've not thought about. Um, and so yeah, here, here it is. It says, I hear the phrase, God told me, fill in the blank, often from people what does this mean? Are they literally hearing the voice of God speak to them? Yeah, this so, is a, this is a question as, yeah. as you're saying, Aaron. That uh, I get often. Um, sometimes uh, I'll hear people um, use this terminology. You even you even hear this phrase like on the radio or right. in testimonies. You know, as people are talking, they're saying, "Well, God told me to do blank," or yeah. "God uh, God spoke to me and said this," or um, and uh, or others will ask me to say, "Somebody said this," and uh, you know whether it's a a friend of theirs or an, even another pastor. Or, uh, something and so, um, so I hear this a lot, and so that's why we wanted to bring it on to uh, consider it today right. to to even just think kind of critically about that phrase. Right. Does God speak to us, you know, audibly, if we will, or how does He speak to us? And it's, Is, and it's a really practical question because uh, whether we're like in a Bible study or we're just even having a conversation with with another Christian or in small group, sometimes that phrase can come up. Yeah. And it can be maybe confusing as to what that actually means. So right. I think, right. uh, and it's important that we right. that we like that that we are particular in our terminology or right. particular in how we speak. Because if we if we just pause and and think about that phrase, God told me, we are saying something pretty massive, right? Right. Because if God speaks, our right response is always. To obey, right, right, and so when we can't just throw that term, that phrase around, kind of just loosey goosey, like we yeah. have to be pretty convinced and pretty mm-hmm. adamant yeah. if we're to use that God spoke to me because anytime that we see like in the scriptures like God speaking. It's authoritative. People, it's yeah. authoritative. People were expected to obey, and there were consequences if not. Right. Right. Um, so much so that, you know, like in the Old Testament, among the prophets, they would say, "Thus says the Lord," and they weren't saying that kind of like just haphazardly. You know, right. there was, as a matter of fact, like in the law, there's if if they were wrong, if they said, "Thus said the Lord," and that prophecy was wrong. It was it was death, death right. by stoning. Right. right. And uh, there's and so, a lot of weight behind saying. God said these things, right? You know, even looking at the beginning, yeah. like God speaks, yeah, and everything comes into existence. existence you right. know what I mean? So, right. even just God speaking, there's a lot of power there, and it's not to just 
we can't just throw that out say that without really understanding what that means right. or, or use that right and 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 just to be like kind of cautious how we how we use that or if somebody says it and so so that's really the 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 nature of things so i want to just help people to be discerning to speak in you know in a more biblical way and uh you know and to, to just kind of get to the bottom of what uh you know what they what people mean by this and and even is it like possible how does god speak to us because we know that he does right he's not silent right god is isn't just up in heaven kind of mute to us he is still active and still right. speaking to his people so uh so that raises the question then well how does he right. um how does he communicate with us humans right yeah let's, let's jump into it and guys i'm i'm sorry if you hear me coughing or sneezing i'm a little under the weather but we're gonna we're gonna plow through it that's right uh, i think the first thing to to start with is 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 God's revelation? Yeah, you know, and there's and there's it's it's a a theological term that we're getting into of of general revelation and and special revelation. So right. Blair, why don't you just start with those two and kind of the differences and maybe yep. how we see that in Scripture? Right, right. This does fall into that theological category yeah. of revelation. Now, uh, don't be confused. We're not talking about the, the book, book of Revelation, right. uh, but revelation in that how God, God shows Himself, shows himself and us, reveals Himself. And so, theologians, uh, you know, for a long time have categorized uh, the two kind of revelations, as you just said, Aaron, of His general revelation through nature um, that we see the that God exists that there is a God just by looking at creation right when you see the uh, the wonders of the scientific world you know all the advances that we've made both on the micro level and on the macro level all the way down to uh, our the cellular level the DNA and to to the expanses of the universe all of those things point to the existence of God. Right. That there has to be a divine being out there. Right. And, and so that's 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 his general revelation. Just these things. Our our conscience bears witness to these things. Right. That there is something innate in us that says there is something greater. There's something there's something phenomenal out there. And so Psalm 19 really speaks to that at the very beginning. He says that the that the heavens declare the glory of God. The sky above proclaims his handiwork. Like the the heavens are out there. That's their message yeah. saying yeah. God is here, God exists, God exists. Yeah, creation is pointing to a creator. Yeah. Yeah, they are uh, creation. Uh, the sun every morning when it wakes up is preaching a message of the faithfulness of God. Right, and uh, and and so that is if you are a human being with a you know with a uh, with a brain that's able to uh, comprehend those things, you know that there has to be Something. a divine being yeah. out there. But now the scripture, Romans one, other places, that's that's enough to um, to hold men accountable. It's enough to prove that God exists and is out there. Right. But it's not enough to save. Right. And so then we have God's special revelation or His specific revelation, which ultimately came through the form of His Son Jesus, right. and has been recorded to us in 
his word. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what's beautiful, I just encourage you if you're listening to this to, um, you can open up your Bible now to Psalm 19 or, um, or when you get home, but he begins to lay out in Psalm 19 first, general revelation, and then in verse seven, uh, special revelation. And so in kind of poetic form, he uses a bunch of different words that uh, are speaking of the word of God. But he begins, he says, the law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. And so what he explains is the, the nature of the Word of God and also the effect of the Word of God, what it does. Right. And in the Word is what reveals then uh, to us the way that we can be saved. Right. And so through the scriptures is, uh, is how we understand the good news of Jesus, mm-hmm. how we understand the character of God, how we understand the depravity of man, the problem that we all have. And all of this is laid out in, in the scriptures. And so as people encounter Counter the Bible, they then come to understand Jesus. And as they understand Jesus, then they begin to understand the nature of the Trinity and the God the Father exists and God the Holy Spirit. And and so, but all of that understanding is, is captured and preserved to us in the Word. Right. Right. And if you, if you keep on going, even in, in that Psalm, Psalm 19, you see the, the precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The rules of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, even much fine gold, sweeter also than honey. We see that like the sufficiency of scripture is there. Right. You know, everything we need uh, yeah. for life and godliness yeah. is is the word and it's inspired it's, and it's, it's true. right here. And, and how we've said, I feel like we go back to this almost every week, but God has, has revealed himself to us through his word. Mm-hmm. And unlike every, you know, other Christians in, in generations past, yep. uh, we have the full complete word. Right. And right. which is is amazing. We have God's full uh, special revelation that He has designed to everything He's wanted to reveal to mankind. We have in this book, in right. these sixty six books, and we can trust that God is speaking to us, and and we can trust that it's alive. Yeah. It's not just. Right. It's not for back then. It, it's not not applicable to us now in the 21st century it is a living it's the living word of god and right. it's still working in our hearts today and until jesus comes right that's hebrews four twelve that you're referencing there is really the, that that go-to text of the word of god is living right. and active and that's why that's why it is applicable to every culture, yeah. every era. It uh, it stands above and outside of time, and isn't necessarily uh, authoritative based on the culture or the era in which it was either written or read. Right. And uh, and that's why why it stands apart because it is a living document. Yeah. It's not dead, just words on a page that uh, that kind of capture you know one kind of pinpoint in history yeah. but it, it 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 supersedes all of that and uh, and it continues to have an effect and so so that's where we stand that's what yeah. we love it's the scripture um and and we really live in a unique time in human history with the uh, invention of the printing press and the invention of the internet and the digital age in which we live we have uh, the scriptures at our fingertips basically every moment of every single day. I mean, it is not far from our accessibility. But 
if we read the word of God, we also see in the scriptures, God actually literally speaking to people. You know, in the book of Genesis, God uh, comes and shows up and actually he is speaking to uh, Abraham and his descendants, you know, before that, to, right. to Adam and Eve. And, right. and, uh, and throughout the Old Testament, you get this picture of God like, literally speaking to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, to, to his children. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so yeah, c- can God, you know, condescend or come down and sh- and make himself, you know, visibly uh, present in kind of a veiled form, right? Or can he speak audibly to his people? Well, yeah, um, he sure he can. Um, now the the question is for us on this side of Christ coming, on uh, this side uh, being in the church age, now having the Holy Spirit indwelling us permanently, um, which is a unique gift in and of itself. That's right, why Jesus right. said in, in John, "It's better that I go away." Because now the Holy somebody better is than me is coming. To which when you read that, you're like, what can be better than Jesus? Right. You know, like, Jesus, you're right here. And he's like, well, no, now the Holy Spirit is going to come and indwell my people. And so Jesus was limited to a physical body, one location, but now the Holy Spirit indwells all Everybody. people. Yep. Um, and so we live, again, in a unique era where not only we have access to the Word of God, but we also have the Spirit of God residing in yes. us yeah. and, uh, and the Son of God interceding for us uh, to, the, you know, to the God of heaven. And so, um, uh, so all I say is, okay, we know that God can, but then does He? Right. Is that a normative experience for us today is really, I think, where the rubber meets the road. Right. You know, like, okay, we've laid this foundation. What is the nature? of revelation okay what can god do and what has he laid out but the kind of where the question comes to a head is well does he still do that today right does he speak audibly does he speak audibly as i'm praying is this a two-way conversation kind of question and uh um and i guess the answer is kind of yes and no if you're reading the scripture out loud then uh yeah then there you have the word of god Mm -hmm. um and so so, so again, it comes back. Can God speak that way? Well, sure. Yeah, we. There's nothing in scripture that that blatantly says that He does not speak. In fact, we we see in the Old Testament countless examples of Him right. Uh, right. literally speaking. And not, obviously, all throughout the New Testament, you have Jesus, who is the God Man, uh, literally speaking to yes. us. So we don't we don't think that He can't. Right. But as we've just established, God's means of of revealing himself to us yeah. is his word that is inspired by him. Right, right. And so that's that he just chooses necessarily not to. The reason those instances are even recorded into scripture is because they were unique. Right. Um, and that's not something necessarily that we are always looking for. Right. You know, um, as we are trying to make decisions or to discern what is right and what is wrong, um, it, we would be off base to be just looking to hear an audible voice from the Lord right. or trying to uh, interpret every dream that we had at night as some sort of like uh, divine communication with us. We would be getting uh, uh, we, we would be getting away from the scriptures if uh, if that were the case. And so, um, you know, I, I love the first part of Hebrews. Hebrews 1, like right from the the get-go, the author, he gets in, he says, Long ago, at many times and in many ways, God spoke to our fathers by the prophets. 
but in these last days he has spoken to us by his son already like right verse one uh chapter one verse one verse two he is just establishing that jesus is better Jesus is right. more supreme, and he, in God's way of communicating with us now, is supreme, is superior uh, to the way that he did in the past. He says, of his son, whom he appointed the heir of all things, through whom also he created the world. He is the radiance of the glory of God and the exact imprint of his nature, and he upholds the universe by the word of his power. And so, really, what he's establishing there is that, like, like I just said, that Jesus is superior. And so, how do we know about Jesus today? Well, it's through the book that I have in my hands. Right. Yeah. No. And I think it's it's even interesting to go into that. Like, it's the Word of God that He reveals Himself to us. But then it's it's through what through what means. And I think First Corinthians chapter two is is great on telling us what's the means by which we even understand the word. Yeah. You know, and we we see here in this is verse eleven, chapter two, it says, For who knows a person's thoughts except the spirit of that person which is in him? So also no one compre- comprehends the thoughts of God except the spirit of God. Now we have received not the spirit of the war world, but the spirit who is from God, that we might understand these things freely given us by God. Yeah. So it's it's not even only the Word of God, but it's through the Spirit. So it's Amen. all it's all a work of of the Trinity uh, yep. doing this action for us to understand and let God reveal Himself to us. That's right. That's right. And that's that's a that's a great point. So even as we think of this like phrase again, like God told me, well, where we can say that with like uh, confidence is when we are quoting scripture right. or uh, a scriptural principle. Right. Like, well, that's what God has told us to do as he's laid out in the scripture. But if we get somewhere that is contrary to the scriptures or something that's outside of it or that we can't make the case from it from uh, from the Bible or kind of biblical reasoning, then then we can't say that with the same confidence. Right. Right. And, and that doesn't mean it's necessarily wrong. It still could be wise way to go, but I would just say, don't say God told me mm-hmm. this. Um, and now let's 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 just kind of go even maybe more specific. Like obviously that's like, okay, I'm reading the scripture, I'm doing this. But what if I'm praying and I do have like an impression mm-hmm. of like this is what I'm supposed to do. I mean, that's God tells us to go and pray, meet with Him, and so you know, through praying, there are you know thoughts that come to our mind as we are praying, and and this even makes a case for why we should pray from the scriptures, use a passage of scripture, and right. pray out of it, um, because as you know, you just read there from First Corinthians, also um, Jesus as he's talking about that in, in John fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, um, when he's the same time when he's saying that it's better that I go away, he lays out the role of the Holy Spirit, mm-hmm. and one of the things that the Holy Spirit does is he recalls to mind the words of Christ. That's mm. what Jesus said. He's, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna be the one that will recall my words to you to your mind. And what a what a glorious yeah, thing. Awesome. And so that's where as we have these thoughts or we have this direction to go, um, should again look to the scriptures and hopefully he's bringing to mind you know a passage that was being preached or uh, something from your devotion and you just never know uh, what you are retaining mm-hmm. 
even as you read the the word of God. Right. This is why we're in it, you know, regularly, daily. Why why we just need to be immersing ourselves all the time in the scripture because it is hiding it in our heart. Right. You know, and, and I'm speaking like obviously there's a place for memorizing verses mm-hmm. of scripture and meditating on it, but just even putting it in our mind and it just it's it's just kind there. of in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For sure. And God is good to recall it to mind through his spirit exactly when we need it. Right, which which brings me to a point that I think is important, and that's to say you can't say, you can't have not read your Bible in the past two weeks and then, you know, get to this point where you say, well, I feel God is telling me to do blank. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you, the way, like, the way we, we can spiritually discern and make decisions is by meeting with God uh, regularly, like you're saying, being in prayer, being yeah. in Scripture. That's where He is teaching us. That's where He's revealing Himself to us. Yeah. And so I think, you know, that's re- it's very Christianese to say, you know, I feel like God is telling me to do yeah. this or to do that, yeah. when when the reality is sometimes even the decision— the, the decisions that we're, you know, talking about are even much more trivial than actually what God's will for us as Christians is. Right. You know what I mean? I think scripture's super clear as what we are saved to. We're not just saved uh, passively. We're saved to an active mission, which is the will of God to, to make disciples right you know? right yeah it's 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 interesting that you mentioned that aaron like you know people say that like well god's telling me to do this or i feel like god is telling me right. to do this or something and oftentimes i want to be careful here because it's not every single time but oftentimes really what that is is this is what i want to do right i'm going to throw some god language on it and 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 what it kind of does is put up this barrier because like yeah. who can defy the <laughs> lord's counsel right right you know and so show up at small group or something or show up you know or you're having coffee with somebody and god's telling me to do this and you're like i i don't know that you can make that case <laughs> right, you know right. god's god's telling me that it's that it's okay that i move in with my girlfriend because right. i really love her yeah i don't know that you can yeah. make the case scripture i don't know that that's yeah. god telling you that yeah, in fact he says otherwise yeah. exactly exactly now now that may be an extreme case but others you know i feel like he's telling me to move to you know zimbabwe well why zimbabwe mm-hmm. i don't know it just rolls off my tongue really yeah. cleverly and and i saw you know a post on instagram about it and and mm-hmm. now i want to go there Okay, okay, God may be directing you. That might be good to drop everything and go. He may be. But let's 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 make our decisions based on something more sure, more firm, more right. accessible, and uh, and and so there's just like there's this like layer that people put out there. It's like okay, now you can't touch it. Now you now um, it it forms a wall around mm-hmm. my decision that nobody else can speak into, right. and that's just that's just a dangerous place to be. Right. We don't want to be in that way. We and we don't. And here's the thing. Also, is like when when we say that, even as leaders, as Christian leaders. We can quickly lead people astray because mm-hmm. it sets us up as like people who can't be like questioned. Right. Like this is the anointed person yeah, who is hearing directly yourself. from the Lord, and now nobody else can question. And that's like, whoa, whoa, whoa! Like we need to have something, you know, more firm. Like, okay, right. well, let me show you in the scriptures where it talks about this, mm-hmm. and that then is our authority. And so we just need to be uh, really careful when we use that. Yeah, and, and so, it's and it's. I think it goes back to. 
that regular interaction with God's word and in yeah. being in prayer and having having our mind on things above. Yeah. And that gives us perspective on making decisions for our family, for our jobs, for where we're supposed to be living. Um, obviously, I'm not going to like open my Bible to a certain page and it's going to tell me where to move and when That's to change right. jobs and what yeah. car to, I should I should buy. Yeah. But what it does tell me is is what God has called me to. Right. You know, He tells me very explicitly that I am uh, I am called to a mission to yep. now make disciples and teach. You yep. know, and that's for every Christian, everybody. Yeah, right. and and it's we get into this weird as Christians we can get into into weird situations where we start elevating these other real they're real circumstances and and real decisions that we're making, and we yeah. forget the actual call as Christians that we have. Yeah, you know what I mean. All these things are as we are going. Yeah. As you are going, make disciples. Right. And and a lot of time those decisions fall under the as you are going. Right. Right. Yeah. I call this the triple A test. And so as people kind of fall into, you know, we've kind of moved down like the basis of what is uh, revelation. And now we're really kind of moving into how do we know the will of God? Like how do we make uh, biblical decisions? And so moving from like what is true to what do we do? Right. And uh, and here's something just as a pastor that I uh, kind of give as a filter or as a worldview in decision making. And I call it the triple A test. And you've just talked about it, but here's a, hopefully a helpful way to remember this. And the first one is, does it affirm with the scripture mm. or biblical wisdom? Right. Does it does it agree with biblical wisdom? Does it does it agree with this, or mm-hmm. is it outside? That's the first A. Does it agree with the scripture or with scriptural wisdom? And uh, that's what we've been talking about right. all through this. Yeah. So like that first thing. example already, the I feel God's telling me to move in my girlfriend. Well, we would see that. Well, and, that does yeah. not <laughs> that does not affirm scripture. Right. Right. And here's the the second one. Does it advance the gospel mm-hmm. or the great commission? Yeah. Does it advance the gospel or the great commission? That's what we're called to do. Right. That's our and mission. And so has that even factored into mm-hmm. what I am to do? How can I uh, get the gospel in this situation? How right. can I grow in this? How do I yeah. uh, make disciples in, in that way? Yeah, and I think practical questions going with that is if you're planning a big move, a big job change, you know, maybe out of city if you've spent more time looking into schools and restaurants and parks more than you have into churches yep. around your area, that probably is showing you that where where your priorities are, right. you know? Right. That's a good... Uh that's a gut check. That's right. I just got a phone call today from somebody moving to this area and they were calling to ask questions about our church because right. they're doing their research. And right. I just commended her. It's just like, praise the Lord. That right. This is on your radar. Yeah, that, for sure. That is, uh, that is awesome. And so the AAA test, the first one, does it agree with the scriptures or biblical wisdom? Does it advance the gospel or great commission is the second. Here's the third one. Is it affirmed by those closest to you, including your family, friends, and church leaders? Mm. Is it affirmed? Is it being affirmed by those closest to you, right. those that know you the best? Mm-hmm. You know, this is uh, this is the community. This is what one of the one of the reasons why God has given us the church and right. to be invested in biblical community with those around us, those that love us, those that share the same values of loving the Lord and loving his word and and uh, wanting to advance the gospel. And so are they saying, yeah, we think that'd be a good right. fit. And that, and that really, really challenges us. If you're not in community, 
how could you how could you be affirmed by those who are close to you right. who love Jesus and who are trying to spur you on that's a call then you need to be in, in biblical community and with people who love you yeah. and who aren't just you know yes men and and we we have a really we have this interesting tendency of when we want something or thinking about making a decision we go to the people who we know are going to tell us what we want right, to hear right you know we want I mean? to hear but those when you're in that biblical community where iron is sharpening iron where we are sanctifying one another which nothing about that is is comfortable right we open ourselves and we're vulnerable in small group to say have someone else say hey that maybe have you thought about this like you know yeah. it seems like you're forgetting you're not really thinking about this one thing or something like that and for sure that's that's scary but right. that's that's what god has called us to our mm-hmm. our our salvation is very personal like right. god it is you know it's your faith but it's not meant to be private right. it's, it's to be lived in the in the community with with the believers right right and those that are closest to you that know you they'll help speak into it big and small things i mean we're talking kind of like big picture right. moving to zimbabwe or whatever but but even the little things of like hey i've got this uh, well i was going to say job promotion that's a pretty big thing but maybe you're single and you're saying uh, well I want to like I'm interested in this guy from work and right. like just sharing that asking for prayer but mm-hmm. also saying you know just opening up and allowing them to ask the questions cuz they know you and are walking with you and and if everybody in your life you know family friends church you know uh, leaders others are saying I don't know you know yeah we should take that into consideration sure. especially because if we know that they share the same values and things then okay, well, maybe we're seeing things differently here and maybe they have some wisdom that we don't. And that's not to say that we're bound by everything. Sometimes, you know, we may have to do things that are countercultural. Right. That there are values that aren't shared. Um, but but, but you're we have to take them into pressed, consideration. You're going to be hard-pressed to, to do something that all those three, you know, that yeah. it's not affirming scripture, that it's not advancing the great commission and that it's not affirmed by people who love you and love Christ around yeah. you. It's going to be really hard to argue that if they don't pass any of those, right. that that's what you're supposed right. to be doing. And this is probably what I'm not supposed to be right, doing. Right. And, so. and it's, it's, I like that this question, it started, it started in one place of this, like hearing God, God's right. voice. Yeah. And we're getting to this practical sense of, of scripture is God's word to us and we yeah. can trust it. It's sufficient. It's what he's given to us. We can trust it. Uh, it's not wrong. There's no, it's infallible, yeah. you know? And so we don't have to get obsessed or be craving that mystical thing, that miracle, you know, right. we, don't, we don't have to be chasing that. We have the full assurance in this book that we have right in front of Amen. us. Right. And we don't have to be, uh, we're not limiting God. Obviously we're not putting God in a box, but like you said, this word right here is is what we have, and it's what will lead us. It's the lamp to our feet. Right, right. We have something more right. sure. Right. So, does God speak to us? You bet. Right. He is speaking to us uh, all day, every day, uh, to we who have ears to hear. Right. And so, let us listen to what the Lord has said, and uh, is speaking to us through His uh, unchanging, unfailing perfect, sufficient 
Well, thanks for tuning in to Consider It, a ministry of Redemption Bible Church here in New Braunfels, Texas, where we are taking on questions regarding life, theology, and the church. If you'd like to submit a question, text the word redemption and your question to 474747. To learn more about our church, visit us at redemption.bible. We thank you for your support and listening, and we hope that you'll join us next week as we consider it.